Welcome to the latest word from the church at Severn Run. Our church is located in Severn, Maryland, and is easily accessible from anywhere in the D.C. Baltimore area. You can subscribe for regular updates or check in weekly for the latest information by using our website, severinrun.com. Thank you for visiting. And now, today's message. say that's just sad that's just sad so Jesus this amazing most brilliant person who ever lived came as light into a dark world and everything he spoke countered the way that we naturally live we had a rhythm and flow to life we had a way to establish power and significance and Jesus turned it all upside down and to those who came into his presence and listened, Jesus spoke revolutionary, life-changing, brilliant things. But he didn't just speak brilliant things that were to be admired. He spoke brilliant things that were to inspire brilliant living. And one of the things that Jesus said that changes how we live as community, as people, as a society on planet Earth is found in Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. Do not judge or you too will be judged. Let that sink in a little bit. There is a judgment coming for each one of us. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now let me just ask you, how many of you all uh, are involved in setting your own pay at work? Anybody set their own pay? Very, very few. Now, I really don't want a hand raised here. No hands raised. This is anonymity. Um, how many of you all, again, this, this is like totally rhetorical. How many of you all have ever been in trouble with the law? Don't answer. This is, shh. And stood before a judge. It's not a great feeling, you know. What if you could step around from the place of judgment and walk up to the judge's place and what if you could set your own sentence how generous with yourself would you be what if you this year could set your salary at work or maybe you know if you're on social security you could write the social security you know administration and say hey this year this is how much i think i should get i think i'm worth more than a member of Congress. So this year, I'll take 145000 How many of you all would be in favor of setting your own salaries? Listen to the power that Jesus has given you to determine your own reward or your own judgment when you stand before God one day. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eyes and pay no attention to the plank in your own eyes? How can you say to your brother, hey, let me take that speck out of your eye, when all the time, all the time, there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Jesus invaded planet Earth with not only, um, you know, some new ideas. He invaded planet Earth with the heart of God. And he brought light to a dark world. 
We are a people who were torn from the heart of God by our own sin, like a baby ripped from her mother's arms. We have been screaming and kicking uh, through life, trying to find happiness, trying to make all this puzzle fit and work together, and we cannot succeed without the hand of God on and in our lives. So God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus to be not merely a moral example, but to be a personal savior for everyone who would believe. And believing is so much more than religion. Believing is so much more than checking a church box on Sunday. Believing means seeing the value of Jesus. Seeing him as the center of your story. Jesus changes the way we see everything. Now here's the simple reality. How we see people, first of all, uh, is through a critical set of eyes. When we look at people, we find fault. We see flaws. And, and that's just the natural way that we do on planet Earth. We see difference. And again, I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart, um, that when we have a them in our lives, whether it is, um, you know, somebody that we would say, well, they're an illegal immigrant, or whether we see them as somebody with a different pigment of skin, them will always be less than you. There's a reason you them them. When you them them, they are less than you, and you are higher, and you get to be more. And so theming them makes you be more in your own eyes. Got it? I'm not sure I do, but... So there can't be any them and us in Christ. In Christ, there is only an us. But it is in our heart from a, from a place of radical brokenness that you and I will always be naturally critical, naturally fault-finding, naturally judgmental of people around us. Jesus said no. You see, when we truly see Jesus, uh, we see God shouting not only his infinite love for the world, but when we truly see Jesus, we see God shouting his love for us. And we see our value and our worth in a new way. And then we see the worth of everyone else around us in a new way. In John 3.17, the scripture tells us the fundamental attitude of God towards us. And it is not critical first. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Sometimes people who really, uh, you know, they really like, you know, uh, to interpret a real word from God as like, the more my toes are crushed, the more I feel like I've heard from God. Well, I guess we all need to be slapped around once in a while. But the simple reality is, is that feeling guilty is not the same as loving God. The reality is that God's first uh, revelation of himself towards you as not you worthless sinner. But your first sight of the heart of God is of his beloved son murdered and bleeding on a cross. Loving in the most sacrificial way. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. That's his heart. Colossians 1.19 says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Christ, and through him to reconcile to himself all things. To reconcile all things means to make life work, to make life fit. 
that longing inside of you for the good, that's what this reconciliation is talking about. And, and whether things on earth or things in heaven, in other words, God's going to make everything brought together. How? By making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Guys, I want to share with you that by shedding his blood on the cross, Jesus raised the value of every human life. Every human life. And that the whole message of Jesus, the whole work of Jesus, his sacrifice for the salvation of the world declares that every life matters eternally to God. Every life is of infinite worth. Every life, no matter how broken, how different, how unfamiliar it is to you, uh, how devalued by you, know, by you it, it is, every life is infinitely valuable, sacred, even holy to God. Guys, we, as the people of Jesus, we can't see like everybody else sees. We can't engage in the some, same dumb talk as everybody else uh, does. Uh, you know, we, we have to hear people say, look, I would believe in Jesus if I saw anybody living differently. We've got to hear that and hear in that our call to be authentic and to be different, not perfect. We're not going to make that, you know, completely, but, but to be People who see life as Jesus saw it and who see people as Jesus saw it. So what I want you to do today is to hear in the words of Jesus a call on your life. A call to see the sacred. Sacred isn't a word that we use a lot anymore in our modern world, our modern culture, because the truth is nothing is really sacred. Uh, we dispose of of life when it's not convenient to us and call it a fetus. Um, you know, we, we label people um, as other than us. You know, even, uh, I, I don't delve into politics here a lot because my, my uh, advocacy is for Jesus, but, but I'm just telling you, it, it occurred to me years ago uh, when, I, when I, I met a guy who was an, an illegal immigrant, an undocumented alien. This guy was, you know, kind of a road worker type of guy. Um, you know, he's smarter than the people in my Ph.D. seminar were. And the only difference between me and him is I happen to be born uh, in this country instead of his country. And the only difference between us is I was given opportunities that he wasn't given. So I'm going to look at him and think of him as being less. I'm going to look down on him and think that, uh, that he, he's something uh, somehow not worth as much as I am. Come on, how arrogant is that? How godless is that? And the truth is that you and I have got to stop. We've got to stop being like the world. We've got to stop being judgmental, critical people. I'm just telling you, there's no such thing as a mean Christian. All that is is a person going to hell calling themselves a Christian. There's no such thing as a judgmental believer in Jesus Christ. It, it doesn't exist. If you're judgmental, you're not a believer in Christ. You're just deceived by Satan more eloquently than the people who know they're lost. So here's the deal. We as the people of Jesus are, are people who've come into his light. And we've acknowledged there's something different about this man. He's brilliant. 
And, and we're not just going to listen to what he says and walk away the same. We're going to live brilliantly apart from him as well, because really we're never apart. We're going to follow his teaching, his spirit, his person through every conversation, through every relationship, through everything. Jesus changes everything. Truth is, everything's broken and everything needs to be redeemed. And as broken people, we are prone to judge and to look down upon. And it is so arrogant, like you got a leg to stand on. Here's the deal. Every one of us in here, apart from Jesus, we're on a one-way trip to hell. That's your status. You know? Um, that's, that's what you got going for you in terms of how good you are and, and how you're all that. You're all that is... is on a freight train to, to hell. That's, that's your all that. And it's only in the humility to recognize how broken and busted up we are, how wrong we are, that, that we're in a place to begin to see how right Jesus is and, and to turn and begin to live not spreading more darkness, but to begin to live in the light, spreading the brilliant light of Christ. I believe with all my heart that Jesus lived brilliantly. And I believe with all my heart that it is God's will and intent for you and me to live brilliantly as well. So Jesus said, do not judge. If you're going to walk into my presence, if you're going to see who I am, if you're going to value me um, more than, than any other voice in life, then do not judge. Judge means to come to a conclusion in the process of thinking and thus be in a position to make a final decision. I want you to think about the arrogance in, in, in all of that. To come to a conclusion. Judging, in my mind, has to do with writing people off. It has to do with passing sentence upon them. Okay? Now, there's a difference between judging, you know, somebody's worth um, and speaking truth into life, okay? Speaking truth has to do with identifying darkness in, in somebody's life, but it, it's in humility. You know, um, one man was sexually abusing his daughter, okay? Um, well, I'm not going to be shut up by him saying, well, who are you to judge? Buddy, I'm going to tell you who's who to judge. His name is God Almighty, and you're going to meet him face to face, and I don't want him to, you, to, you to meet him like this. So it's not a question that, that, well, who are you to judge? Okay, well, we don't speak any truth into life. That's just plain stupid. We speak truth, but we speak truth from a place of humility. We speak truth from a place of brokenness. And, and in speaking truth, um, you know, um, we, we, we're, we're not passing sentence. We identify darkness in humility. We, we offer an invitation out of the darkness. We stay in relationship, even in the same-sex uh, homosexual issue. You know, um, you know, we want to speak truth to, to, to other broken people as a broken person, but we don't do so apart. We don't do so as above. We don't do so as better, and we don't do so without relationship. That is, that is so ungodly. We speak truth in humility connected and, and, and celebrating and believing in the infinite worth of that person. Now, when we judge somebody, uh, we, are, again, are stepping above them. Uh, we're, we're passing sentence. There's a finality to it. You are worth less. You're less than I am. You are, you are uh, faulty. You are flawed. You are 
you're useless. And Jesus said, do not judge. Let me, let me put it this way. Um, let's see if we can think about this. Um, who would you guess judging belongs to? You can't actually answer this question. You, I know I gave you the Sunday school answer. And you can always say Jesus or God and you're good, right? But it's God's place to judge, correct? So when you and I judge, um, what we're doing is we're taking a step up into God's place. And the irony is that the more you look down on people, the more you step up, the more you, the more you feel the need to offer your opinion, your thoughts, you know, your final observation, the more you're doing exactly what Satan did when he began a, a rebellion in heaven. You're trying to take God's place. And newsflash, I'm not God and neither are you. And you know what the, the, the funny thing is about being up here? Um, first of all, there's nowhere to go, <laughs> you know? Second of all, if somebody come up and shake this ladder, it's a really shaky place. And, and you know, the, the last thing is when you're standing up here in judgment, guess what you've just set yourself up for when you stand before God? Oh my gosh, do you have no fear of him? Jesus said, you get down off the ladder. You don't dare climb up and judge anybody. No, no, no. What you're going to do is see people from a different perspective. You're going to see people from a place of humility and brokenness. And, and you're going to see people from, from your knees in, in yielded lordship to, to my life. And so here's the deal. Here's what I want you to understand today. That when we come into Jesus, we do not see people the way we saw them before Jesus. And we don't see them like the rest of the world sees them. No, no, no. When we see Jesus, what we see is something so valuable and so sacred and so important that it changes everything. We see him as sacred. And when we begin to see Jesus as sacred, he changes us. His brilliant light comes alive in us and we begin to see the sacred worth of every person for whom Jesus died. So to, to be sacred uh, means to understand that which is highly valued by God. The Hebrew word kadosh, the Greek word uh, hagios, they're, 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 they're similar semantic fields. It means chosen by God. It means set apart for God's divine purpose, set apart for his use. Even common, ordinary things in the tabernacle, in the temple, it could be a cup, it could be a knife. But whatever was to be used only in worship in the temple was considered kadosh. It was considered holy. And you could not use it for any other purpose. How astonishing that even an ordinary tin cup in God's hand becomes something so holy and special that it was worth more than all the gold shields of Solomon or David, all the, 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 the currency that, that other, no, 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 this you could not buy, you could not touch, you could not use, you could not even approach because it was God's. See, the real question is how much are people worth? And the way you value people on planet Earth is you're worth something if you're useful to me. 
Men, in the worst way, uh, a woman is worth something if she's pleasing to you. Um, if somebody is useful for your career, if somebody can do something for you, make you feel better, whatever. So, so in the worst way, we are by nature um, kind of like hell. We're consumers of people. It's not who God is. How God values people is to see them not as worthless, flawed, throwaway, broken uh, rebels, but as to see them as creations of infinite worth. How much? We're worth the blood of his son, Jesus. I'm telling you, um, I cannot stand it when children hurt. Um, and I was taught love when, when God gave me Hannah. I've shared that story before, how when I first held Hannah, I, I began to understand unconditional love. Child could do nothing for me, no income coming in. Still isn't. <laughs> Cheap shot. No sleep added. You know. Um, so what use is this, this seven pound screaming, you know, bag of child? You know, I would, <laughs> you could tell I was a male, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. My child, my Beloved, a part of me. For God so loved, so much more than the world, that he knew your name. And for the sake of your name, he gave the name of that which mattered more than anything else. That you might choose to become not just his creation, but his child. Sometimes people say, well, we're all God's children. No, we're not. We're all of infinite worth to God, but we only become his child when we're willing to accept our worth in him and accept our sonship and our daughterhood and accept his, his lordship and his fatherhood. Has it ever, ever, ever really occurred to you that Jesus shed his blood for you? Not in some kind of a distant, um, legal, juridical sort of way to, to check a box. No, this is, this is very, death is very personal. I don't know how many people you've been around and watched die. Um, I've been around many. And I vowed years ago that no one would die alone if I could help it. There's something sacred about a life. And there is something of infinite worth about, about a human life. So sacred and so uh, valuable that Jesus said, you do not dare judge it. And if you do, then you don't understand my purpose in coming to planet Earth. If you continue to judge other people, then, then you are showing your rejection. You are basically agreeing with hell that I'm a fool for shedding my blood for this person, this person that you hate, this person that you tear down, this person that you think you're more than, I died for them. Hell says I was a fool. Hell thinks Jesus was a fool. Hell thinks God is, is an idiot for doing what he did. Do, do you understand that? So do you agree with hell? Or do you agree with heaven? Because to agree with heaven means to see the sacred 
uh, in Jesus and to see the sacred in the mirror. And it means to see the sacred through the window of the rest of your life so that everyone you see, you see as someone for whom Jesus died. Jesus shed his blood for the person next to you. They are of infinite worth. I don't care whether they can ever do anything for you. I don't care whether they have alcohol in the breath. I don't care. Jesus thinks they are of infinite worth. And who do you think you are to judge them when Jesus has chosen to die for them? Guys, I'm calling us as a church and as a community to see the world differently. I'm, I'm calling us to, to start a revolution of grace and love so that, so that we no longer drive by other people and, and simply are content to pass them by. I want us to see the value of every human life. Every life matters to God. Amen? Every life matters. Whether it looks like yours or smells like yours or anything else, every life matters. There's some of you here right now, and you're at a place where your spouse, you're, you're just so critical of them, and you're, you'd switch out if you could. You know, if God would offer an exchange program, you know, you, you'd, you'd exchange it. And I'm telling you, no, 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 you need to see the sacred in your husband. You need to see the sacred in your wife. You need to see the sacred in your child, and you need to treasure it. You need to bring it out. You need to be a part of God's work in their life so that they can, they can discover their worth and, and they can live out their created purpose. They can, they can fulfill the meaning of the blood of Jesus. We've got to see the sacred in a world that sees nothing as sacred. We've got to see the sacred in a world that measures people in terms of utility and beauty and power and strength and wealth. We've got to say to hell with all of that. And from heaven comes a whole new way of seeing life and seeing people. So guys, I, I just want to ask you, do you understand that, to, that do not judge? It's not a suggestion, people. <laughs> it's a command. It's an imperative. Why do we judge? We're angry. And, and we're, honestly, if we owned it, we're full of hate. You ever, uh, you ever um, hurt somebody uh, or said something critical or biting? I know none of you all have, but in some other congregation at some time, somebody did, and, and you pass it off as a joke? Well, I'm sorry, saying ha-ha after you've just shoved a knife in somebody's heart or back doesn't doesn't work it doesn't change anything we're wounded we're hurt we're chained to insecurity why why would anybody who's discovered their worth ever live from insecurity people are always comparing people to, to each other i gotta tell you no you don't do that we are infinitely valued by god and there is no need for you to establish your worth in front of other people. You are infinitely valued by God. It is settled. You are sacred to God. You are worth the blood of his only son. If you get that worth, you don't have to be like a performing monkey, uh, you know, seeking the approval of other people. You don't have to do the dance of, you know, of, of approval. You, you just live as who you are. But if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're worth, your whole life is going to be some sad performance. Um, you're going to be an empty person seeking to be filled by other empty people, and it's just going to result in, in eternal empty. People, we're here because we believe that God 
did something 2,000 years ago that changed everything. They intervened in a surprising way on planet Earth that, that he, he did what, what nobody ever saw coming, that he became uh, one of us and, and, and didn't pursue power. He didn't pursue good looks. The scripture says that Jesus was, was not a good-looking man, uh, that, that any of us would, would follow him just out of that. And Jesus came so that you would see how much you matter to God. And that in accepting your own worth, that you would spend your life, give your life, invest your life, helping others discover their worth in Christ too. Do not judge. For in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. Guys, I'm, I'm asking you to see life with new eyes from this day forward, to see the sacred, to see Jesus as worth more than anything else that you could ever get, attain, buy, purchase, uh, be promoted to, or anything else in life. No, 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 it's, it's Jesus. And then in seeing Jesus as sacred, that you would look in the mirror and see someone who's not, not as flawed and unlovable um, and worthless and, and hopeless and, and all the other lessons that you can think about, but that you would see somebody that the infinite blood of Jesus was given for face-to-face -face in the most personal, real-world way possible. See the sacred. And then I want you to look around in the rest of life and everybody you see no longer live as the lost do. Don't live anymore as people who, who are quick to judge and put down and, and climb up on a ladder pretending you're God. What a farce. But to live the rest of your life looking at people and seeing them as sacred agreeing with God and helping them discover their true worth in Christ. Your assignment this week, Pastor John's done a great job of giving you some specific assignments. Um, your assignment this week is to, to help three people feel their worth in Christ. I mean, find three people. I, I would start at home, <laughs> you know, looking around. Well, where do I start? Where you live? And I would start and, and I would, would, would just listen deeply to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit show you ways that you can see what God sees in that person. And that you can help them see what they're not able to see. But by your faith, you can help them see how much God loves them, how much they matter, how much God is passionate to know them, to celebrate them, to wrap His arms around them. But it all has to start with you and Jesus. Have you ever, ever, ever really been transformed and broken into joy by the love of Jesus Christ? If you've never really believed in Jesus in a way more than religion, more than church, uh, if you've never believed in Jesus in a way that's broken joy open in your life, then I'm going to challenge you today to let Jesus in <laughs> and let love free. I ask you to pray with me. So Father God, free us from the hell of judgment and 
set us free to believe in the sacred worth that you have placed over all of humanity. Lord, help us to see the power of the blood of Jesus shed for every man, woman, and boy and girl who is alive on planet Earth. Help us to, to love and to be as passionate and gracious and kind and generous. Help us to give our lives away on mission that others might see how much you think of them and consider them worthy of your love. God, help us believe in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at the Church at Severn Run. Please visit our website at severnrun.com for church service information, staff directories, or for prayer requests. And if you're in the D.C. Baltimore area, we'd love to have you join us at 8187 Telegraph Road in Severn, Maryland. We look forward to worshiping with you.